0: In tonight's episode of the podcast, I talk the Euro Cup, I recap English's win at the Travelers, recap my five picks, and I also discuss Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Finals, and also look into the Conference Finals for the NBA Playoffs. This is the Draining Jimmys Podcast. Day, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the podcast. And lots of stuff happening on the weekend. Euro Cup, NBA playoffs, lots of stuff happening tonight. Uh, we had Euro Cup going on earlier today, as well as Game One of the Stanley Cup Finals is currently going on as we're recording. Uh, so I will be discussing that later on in the podcast once the game has concluded. But it is a big, exciting night, especially when you have the Montreal Canadiens, um, the one team that hasn't been back to the Stanley Cup since 1993, and it's been a couple years since we've had a Canadian team in there, and the pressure is on tonight for a Canadian team to try and get at least uh, take Game 1. Well, at least I have them taking Game 1 in my prediction as well, and if you listen to the previous episode of the podcast, I did make my prediction on who I believe is going to be winning the Stanley Cup and in how many games. But again, it is great to see a Canadian team in there. Uh, And hopefully, Montreal does close out and take game one. That's what I'm really, really hoping for. Because that's what I had as one of my picks for my five games. And I will discuss those five games later on as well. Why? Because, well, I chose those five games and I chose... This deferred game one of the Stanley Cup finals is one of them, so we'll see how everything turns out. But so far, the game has been looking pretty good. Uh, Tampa Bay definitely came out of the gates. Montreal uh, looked like they were a little caught off guard at the beginning, but the second period was a different story. Um, they definitely looked like they're getting their pace back and you're familiar with everything going on, but. We'll see what the third period brings, because that's what it's going into as of right now, but once the game has concluded, I will discuss it later on in the podcast. I would like to talk more about it, because as of right now, as I'm recording this, I do have the game going on, but a lot of stuff, again, has happened on the weekend, Euro Cup, the NBA playoffs, it's getting exciting, Uh, so I will be discussing that, and also the Players Championship, or sorry, the Travelers Championship, not the Players, that was back in March, uh, but the. The Championship had an exciting, exciting day as well with the playoffs. It, it definitely was an exciting couple days. And definitely today with the Euro Cup was definitely the most exciting part about it. Just because we finally had games go outside regulation. That's the key thing and I'll be discussing that as well. But again, uh, lots of things going on. I'll talk about the Toronto Raptors because I know it's been a crazy, crazy uh time in the NBA, especially with the Raptors, everything going on, well I shouldn't really say the crazy part, and the reason why I'm going to talk about the Raptors is uh, the draft lottery happened last week, which I didn't really talk much about, the Raptors have a top five pick, as well as there's rumors of trades uh, going on, especially with the Golden State Warriors, and potentially going for Siakam if possible, that's what the latest rumor is. Uh, So I will get to that as well uh, later on. But again, uh, lots of stuff happening this past weekend. So I might as well kick it off with the Euro Cup. Um, As you know, yesterday Portugal and Belgium played. As well as we had the Netherlands and the Czech Republic. Saturday I did discuss the first two games of the round of 16. And as you know, the round of 16 continued yesterday. And as well as today. So definitely exciting somewhat yesterday. Uh, Czech Republic uh, took the game 2-0 against uh, the Netherlands, so Netherlands are out, now going to uh, Belgium and the Portugal game, Portugal fell 1-0, I uh, didn't really get a chance to watch much of the Czech and the Netherlands games, now Netherlands did get a red card, which means they were short a player for the majority of the game, so that definitely came into effect. Uh, near the end, but Czech Republics look like they took control of the game uh, earlier on and throughout the game. Now, the Belgium-Portugal game, it Mm. was an okay game. That's all I'm going to leave it as. Um, I wanted Portugal to win. As you know, that's my team to win, but again, uh, Belgium, they played some pretty good D. They definitely contained Ronaldo in the offense, and I've always talked about Uh, Before, always missing that additional striker to help out Ronaldo and get the pressure. Uh, Juan Felix uh, played pretty well. Pepe, it did get a little rowdy near the end of the game, but. You would hope that Portugal's offense, especially with Cristiano Ronaldo, the magician of scoring so many goals, would find a way, especially when he had five already going into this match. But again, Portugal fell 1-0, so Belgium is going to go on and play Italy. Czech Republic will go on to play Denmark. So the quarterfinals are getting set, and now we're going to today. Now I talked about today being the exciting part because, well, all the games leading up to before today were all done in within regulation time. Uh, Croatia-Spain was the first one to go into extras. That was the exciting part right there. Uh, Spain was up 2-1 at one point. Then it got to 3-3, and then it went into extra minutes, where Spain took advantage and closed it out 5-3. But that was the exciting part, just because at one point you have it as 2-1, and then it just explodes, and then you have a total of eight goals scored today but uh, Spain looked good, well and they definitely show what their offense could be uh, and they definitely got caught off guard by Croatia when you think that Spain of how well they can possess the ball uh, would handle and control the game you think they would win that easily but again Croatia came to play and was a battle and you know what uh, Spain responded very well in the extra minutes. Now going to France and Switzerland, the other game that went into extras. Actually, this game went into penalties, uh, which we have not seen yet. As you know, group stages, once the regulation time is ended, if you're a draw, you're a draw. Loss, loss, no extra time until you get to the elimination rounds, which is what we're in. That's what the round of 16 is. So uh, we went into extras. Uh, Switzerland was up a little bit for the game. France came back. Uh, they had a, ta- a draw at 3-3. Went into extras, didn't have any goal scored. Then you went into penalties, where Switzerland won and got the uh, penalty kick save against France. France, as you know, last year lost to uh, Portugal. or sorry, lost to Portugal in the Euro Cup in 2016, not last year because there was no Euro Cup. Uh, but again, Switzerland winning, definitely in an exciting match as well. Uh, but good two games that played very very well. A lot of people will be like, well, penalty penalty kicks are boring. But it still is exciting to watch just because the pressure is there. And I know a lot of people are like, well, a game should not end because of a penalty. Well, guess what? It does. And it works out for the system for soccer. But again, congratulations to Switzerland. Uh, definitely catching France off guard. France was definitely one of the favorites. To win the Euro Cup this year. Uh, we'll see what's going to happen now. Going forward. Switzerland is now going to wait for their opponents. Spain's going to be waiting for theirs. England and Germany are going on tomorrow. Sweden and the Ukraine. So that will be exciting to see tomorrow. So I did pick England to win. And I believe I had Sweden beating the Ukraine as well. So... Those are gonna be good matches for tomorrow, and I'll be discussing those on Saturday's episode of the podcast. Especially as we're getting to the quarterfinals, so that's gonna be exciting as well. And July 11th is the finals for uh, the Euro Cup, so we're definitely getting down to the wire and closer and closer. So a lot of a lot of sorry, a lot of exciting matchups that are gonna be happening over the next couple of weeks. Italy versus Belgium will be a good one. Czech Republic versus Denmark will be a good one as well, and we'll see who Spain will be facing, and we'll be waiting to see who Switzerland is going to be facing, so those are going to be some good matchups, and it's going to be interesting to see who's got the better path to the finals, we'll see, but uh, let's see what England and Harry Kane and them can do tomorrow for uh, the game against Germany, it will be a tough matchup, we know what Germany is capable of doing, we know they can score a lot of goals. We saw what it was like when they are playing against France and Portugal uh, in the group stages as well as playing against Hungary. But it's going to be a good matchup tomorrow. But I am excited. I'm excited as we're getting closer and closer to the finals because we get to see all those players that we've been wanting to see show up and do what they needed to do in the group stages. This is where they need to shine and get their teams going. So it's going to be a very, very exciting. We can definitely gonna have a lot of fun discussing it on Saturday, especially with the, semi, the quarterfinals as well because you want to get to that as well and the quarterfinals will be going on uh, later on this week as well kicking off this weekend so definitely going to be a lot definitely going to be a lot of stuff to talk about on Saturday's episode of the podcast so tune into that as well as when to catch up on the remainder of the round of 16 also going into the quarterfinals so definitely going to be a fun fun week and much much more as well well, on Saturday, the Phoenix Suns took Game 4, and here we are uh, for that. So tonight they are playing Game 5, and it's do or die for the LA Clippers. Now, when you're watching Saturday's game, you're wondering, well, this is going to be a you know, shootout. Uh, but if you look at the score, it was very, very close when you're watching that. Um, definitely when you're looking at some of the highlights from game on Saturday. It definitely looked not much of a basketball game. A lot of people not being able to control the ball. And this was definitely one of the lowest scoring games I've seen in the playoffs so far. 84-80 for that. Again, the Clippers are missing Kawhi Leonard. Uh, So a lot of pressure is going on Paul George and Beverly, that team. So we'll see how everything's going. They are playing again, like I stated, tonight. Uh, And it's do or die for the Clippers. Now, Clippers have always been on the other side, being up 3-1 and blowing the lead. Can they do the reverse of what they've been doing, and can they close out and get to their first NBA final? Who knows? Uh, It's definitely going to be an interesting matchup, and I will discuss more of that as well, because on Saturday, we could possibly have uh, the matchup already set for the NBA finals. Uh, But again, uh, the Suns definitely need to close out. They definitely need to learn how to close out because this is the one thing that's going to be concerned with this Suns team because they are young and inexperienced they need to learn how to close out a series now i've seen them close it out before but when it comes to the pressure of this game that's what it needs to be we've seen them sweep we've seen them battle it out but this is the series where you know what you're going to the finals you need to secure it and close it out. You can't let the other team creep in because the pressure is on you more than it is on them because they're trying to fight, survive, but you're also trying to end it. So that's where we are for that series. Uh, Milwaukee and Atlanta went yesterday. I did have Atlanta to win uh, the series and also win yesterday, and I was hoping that they were going to, but they fell to Milwaukee. And again, uh, Milwaukee playing Extremely good basketball, and Chris Middleton, who played phenomenal in the fourth, having twenty points in that quarter, more than the Atlanta Hawks team combined, played extremely well and kept that team afloat. And you know, getting in them there and getting the W. So, if it wasn't for Chris Middleton, that's you no, know, they're definitely not winning that game. Trey Young did suffer a mild injury; he is questionable for Game Four. I do see him being there. It's nothing serious, as Kawhi with the knee injury is. Uh, injury, knee injury can be a bothersome. He has a bruised foot, but I don't think that's going to keep him out of Game Four. I definitely see him fighting through that and playing because it's, you know, do or die. These games are now getting important, especially when you're down two-one. You lose tomorrow, you're down three-one. So now the pressure is starting to bite. So we'll see how uh, that plays out tomorrow. So hopefully Atlanta can tie it up. That would be good make that more of a series I still have Atlanta winning uh, just because I like the young team I like that core and we see what Giannis can be when the pressure is on so we'll take a step back and examine tomorrow night's game and again like I stated when talking about the Clippers game Saturday when I go over the next episode of the podcast we could have the uh, matchup already set for the NBA Finals. so I could be discussing that Just like last week, I'm like, well, I could already have the Stanley Cup Finals ready to go, which I ended up doing on Saturday as well. And if it does happen, I will be discussing my predictions and who's going to be winning and how many games and so on and so forth. But again, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Clippers Clippers and Suns are going tonight, uh, as well as you still have the Atlanta Hawks and Milwaukee. So possibly we could have the matchup set and ready to go. Or we just wait and see. On Monday's episode of the podcast, I discussed the potential matchup between the two opponents. So it's a waiting game from now on. Now earlier on in the episode, I did discuss the Toronto Raptors as well. I'll get to that in a moment. One big thing I did want to talk about, Team Canada released their roster uh, for the Olympic qualifying tournament, which is good uh, especially for Canada we're always excited to see who's going to be on the roster who's going to be there who are we going to be playing with just because we've always had questions about you know what's going to be happening how are we going to be competitive are we actually going to make the Olympics this year that's the one thing we've always been questioning so here we are with the roster and you know it's oh, it's pretty good roster from what I'm looking at here you got Bell Haynes you had Doran's camp you have Anthony Bennett as you know who he is Uh, Trey Lyles you also have Andrew Nicholson but you also have Andrew Wiggins who said he was going to commit RJ Barrett who's going to be committing as well and your favorite and some fan favorites of the Toronto Raptors Corey Joseph so the roster is looking good we do play Greece uh, this coming week as well as let me just double check the additional matchup as well so we have Greece this week and then we're playing China so Greece tomorrow China on Wednesday, so those matchups should go very well. And then as we go on and so forth throughout the tournament, we hopefully try to qualify. The one thing I guess for Greece is that Giannis will not be playing, so that's a good thing. But we'll see how everything works out uh, for that for Team Canada. But the roster is looking strong. And we'll see what else happens for the team as well. Could they get additional uh, boosts to the roster too? Maybe. There are some injuries. To some players that we would like to see. As you know, Chris Boucher uh, is not going to be playing with that because he's going to be rela- uh, not relaxing, I shouldn't use that word, recovering to get himself back to being 100% healthy as well. And moving on from Boucher to his current team, the Toronto Raptors, I bring them up because, well, the draft lottery happened last week uh, and everything was revealed. Now, the Detroit Pistons uh, were given the number one pick overall well I shouldn't say given the number one pick they were uh, they were they won the number one pick for the lottery that's what it's looking like here the Toronto Raptors were given the fourth pick so which is good for them just because now we can wonder who's going to be you know getting those players and I know there's a lot of talks about those prospects Uh, USC also Suggs other players sorry USC let me just be Mowgli from USC sorry yeah, as one of them, Suggs is one of those picks as well, plus others. And now why do I bring up the draft as well? Well, early reports coming from today, uh, from you know ESPN, TSN, all that stuff, stating that the Golden State Warriors are looking to trade their pick from last year, Wiseman, who got injured with an ACL injury, and their seventh pick to move up in the draft or to get a piece to help them win. Uh, early reports are right now showing Pascal Siakam, as that potential piece for that. Will that be happening? It's hard to say. I don't think the Raptors are going to be moving Siakam for that piece. Wiseman is a good offer. I did like him last year on his rookie season. He is coming off an injury. So we don't know the extent of how healthy he is. That's the concern right there. So when it's coming off a knee injury. Especially a tear of the ligaments. It's kind of a scary thought. Because... We don't know what he's going to be capable of doing. So definitely going to be looking forward to that, uh, especially as it gets closer and closer to the draft. Uh, But it's going to be interesting. Now what the Raptors are going to do is, are they going to try and trade up? That's that's the concern, right? Are they going to try and move up? Are they going to try and get that center that they've always wanted? Or actually they've needed? Um, We did miss some pieces here. Uh, but it's going to be interesting for the Raptors. I, I really can't predict what they're going to do, just because we, we don't know. We don't know what they're going to look at, because when we're looking here at some mock drafts, because I do have it here, Detroit looks like they're going to go with Cade Cunningham uh, as well, guard. Uh, then we have Houston going with Evan Mobley from USC. So that center that the Raptors were looking at may not be there. I would like him to be there, because he is 7 feet tall, and I did follow them this year, especially with uh, them going, uh, especially with USC and the way I follow them for basketball. Uh, Three is the Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers, not Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers, drafting Jalen Green. And then you have uh, Raptors going with Gonzaga's Jalen Suggs, which a lot of mock drafts have shown. So it's kind of going to be interesting to see what they're going to do, especially last year, drafting Uh, two uh, guards when you had Harris as well as Flynn when you drafted them too so it's kind of going to be interesting to see what they do and if they get the 7th pick if they trade which I don't see them doing um, maybe that's where they go with their center as well but it is a deep draft that's what a lot of early reports are saying but do the Raptors move up do the Raptors move back do they trade a piece to get that 7th that 7th pick Who knows, but I don't think that's how it's going to be playing out uh, between uh, the two clubs. I think the Raptors are still going to be keeping Siakam. We'll see what the offers are going to be and what the pieces are going to be. So we'll just have to wait and see. But it's definitely going to be interesting when it comes to the NBA draft. It will be and especially with this season still going on right now with the, the conference finals. We'll see what other pieces are going to be offered because free agency is going to be interesting as well. We don't know what free agency is going to be bringing, there could be pieces there that you know that could be helpful. Uh, but with the Raptors re signing Siakam, OG plus Fred, it's definitely not looking like there were going to be um, parting ways with those pieces. Plus, you have uh, Boucher, you got Birch, who I knew they were liking with, plus you have other players as well. So we'll see what this team is going to be doing from the off-season. So definitely going to be a lot of exciting, exciting pieces, but lots to talk about. We're still in the early stages again still waiting for the matchups to be set for the NBA Finals. So we will definitely going to be looking forward to that. So much more to come and we'll see what the Raptors are going to be up to. And the one thing is, Masai Ujiri hasn't re-signed yet. So that's a question mark too. So is he going to be doing this as his final piece, his final he- goodbye? Or does he re-sign and then say, hey, we're all ready to go. So wait and see. That's what it basically is. But right now, Uh, Let's hope that the Raptors make the right decision. Again, I'm happy for a top five pick. We'll see if they make the right pick. Well, the Travelers Championship closed yesterday and definitely was an exciting one, just much like the uh, Euro Cup today with the extras going to regulations, or sorry, going to the extra minutes and the penalty kicks. And this is the third tournament that we've seen playoff holes be done. Genesis and the Memorial were the previous two. Uh, this one with English and Kirk went for an additional eight holes. So definitely the pressure between the two was on. Uh, but it looks like it was a good one. I did catch bits and pieces of it, but it definitely looked like it was putting some strain on both golfers. But again, congratulations to English uh, closing out with the victory. Uh, both were at 13 under for the day, uh, but it looks like it was a tough battle matchup. A lot of golfers tried to move up. I know I predicted or tried to predict Jason Day to come out with a victory, uh, but he looks like he didn't do much in regards to that day. He stayed put, went even. Kisner, it looked like he had a great day, doing a great job moving up for that. Had a good score. I believe it was a couple, uh, couple shots under par. I think it was close to five that he had for the day to get himself moved up. And at one point, he was within one of the leaderboard, which is... Good. Uh, Kisner has always been, you know, a good golfer, consistent, especially when he gets into his areas. Uh, Not really going to go out there and dominate, but he's definitely going to go there and, you know, see what he was, see that he can match up and at least get within contention, but doesn't really just go out there to dominate. That's the one thing. And that's Kisner. We know he can play, but uh, other golfers played pretty well. Now I will discuss the Canadians. Let's just take a look here. Hearn and Hughes, uh, not so good. They were definitely at the bottom. They did make the cut, but they definitely were at the bottom. Hughes plus three, Hearn plus two for the day, and that was it. They were not really much involved for that as well. But again, congratulations English to win on that exciting, exciting day. I'm just pulling up the information to take a look at some of the scorecards what they had just because it was just exciting to see because I wanted to see what their final rounds their final scores were for that day so uh Harry English uh ooh, had a big one five under for the day uh Hickok uh with uh three under as well to get them both to the 13 to f- get them into that playoff uh Leishman uh six under and let me give uh a stat correction on that I know I said five under for Kisner was seven under for the final round so he was three under for the day and got him pushed up looks like a lot of people had some big days as well so i'm going to go back and discuss that uh we're looking here at kepka five under uh harman not bad three under uh who here bo Hostler six under to get him to nine under for the tournament day again just even as well and then you know but the biggest day again was kisner again i did talk about being five under to get himself within one correction again it was seven under so again big big tournament big day for the final round a couple six unders uh five unders kisner again with the seven under english as well the big battle to move up and take over that lead and win especially with those extra playoffs so definitely looked good definitely a good weekend and we got the rocket mortgage tournament going on this week the field you have Hughes, you have Sloan, As for the Canadians, no Connors, but you also have others: Bryson, uh, Jason D- or Bryson, uh, Jason Duffner. You have some other golfers there as well to look into Matsuyama as well. So definitely going to look into that. It's a new, young tournament, kicked off in 2019. So they're playing it at the Detroit Club in Detroit, Michigan. So it's a shame that I can go and watch that tournament while being here in canada and especially with the border all being shut down but uh make sure to watch it this weekend and we're just a couple weeks away from the british open uh that's kicking off uh very very soon so looking forward to that the 15th and the 18th so definitely gonna be a lot of fun and then don't forget just like all my other majors it will have the special I'll talk about the course uh the field and again remember this is the first british Open in since 2019 last year was canceled due to COVID. so Definitely going to be a lot of fun for the next couple weeks. And kind of getting excited as well. Plus the John Deere is in a couple weeks as well. That's a big tournament too. So lots of stuff going on. Uh, But again, congratulations to English for capturing the Travelers Championship. So it's definitely a decent weekend for my picks. I wouldn't say it's a great one. Uh, Definitely a positive. Better than what I was doing before I left for my three week excursion. Uh, But again... Looks like it's going to be a 3-2, and two, which, you know, it's not screaming yes, but it's not screaming great. Um, Montreal looks like they're going to be falling to Tampa Bay uh, right now, which is going to bring me to that. I will discuss my other picks. I might as well talk about my one other loss are the other loss that I had, the Hawks falling to Milwaukee. And I talked about that a little bit earlier on with the NBA, uh, just because with the way Middleton played in the fourth, scoring the 20, Trey Young getting injured. So definitely going to be, you know, an interesting series. We'll see what can happen. Uh, Hopefully game four, uh, Trey Young plays. It looks like he's going to. It's just a bruise on his foot. Hopefully they can tie the series and get this thing going. And I didn't mention earlier that this Saturday we could see A uh, potential uh, matchups already set for the NBA Finals. Um, But my baseball went 3-for-3, which I'm excited about. Uh, Padres beat the Diamondbacks 5-4. Jays beat the Orioles 5-2. Vladimir Guerrero, who's actually having a pretty good season. uh, 26 home runs so far on the season. Played pretty well on the weekend. Uh, Not so bad yesterday. But the Jays had a good solid victory over the Orioles. And my Boston Red Sox concluded the sweep of the New York Yankees, winning 9-2 yesterday. Definitely just opened up, and they just dismantled Garrett Cole. That's what they did. They definitely, you know, I I can talk all day about the Red Sox versus the Yankees, but again, it was just a demolishment of them, and just a great job with the series win. And they're 5-0 against the Yankees this season, which is making me very excited about that, um, but again, this baseball is still a long ways to go. But right now, definitely excited about that. Now going to my fifth and final game, which is Game One of the Stanley Cup Finals. And I talked about the Habs, thinking that they could pull it out, thinking that they could just take one away right away. Because I think that the the Lightning were going to be a little bit of a sleep, underestimating the Montreal Canadiens. But from what it's looking like here, it looks like uh, Tampa Bay is going to be walking away from this game. Very, very easily. Uh, they're currently up 4-1 right now. Uh, they have, they are on the power play. Uh, but again, when I started watching this game, it looks like Tampa Bay was in control. Uh, just immediately, right off the gate. one nothing in the first. They scored their second halfway through the second. Looks like they're going to start creeping away. Montreal was able to bounce back and looked like they were in a better place uh, for that. Uh, looks like there was going to be an interesting third period. Uh, but, you know... It was a battle. The first looks like it was going Tampa's way. They looked like they were in control. The second looks like Montreal was bounced back, able to get themselves back into it. And then the third, which just exploded in favor of Tampa. They definitely were the better offense. And that's what I talked about earlier on. Now, I can't say that game one is going to be what the series is going to be like. Because sometimes game one can just be a fluke. And... Boom, anything can work the other way. Um, currently, as of right now, we talked about how it was 4-1. Tampa Bay just scored. There's just about a minute or so left in the game, so they're up now 5-1 in that. Is this what the series is going to be like? Possibly. Uh, I can't say, because you know what the old saying is. Game one can't determine how everything's going to work out. That's how it usually goes. So anything could happen uh, within this series. Uh, but again, the offense of Tampa Bay was there and that's the one thing that i always discussed can that offense be contained uh they're all around team the experience that's the thing right it's all about the experience of this team Tampa Bay's here they're the defending champions Uh, uh, Montreal is young can they get things going and be that team so we'll see we'll see what game two is like that's going to be happening as well so It's going to be tough. So let me just confirm when game two is going to be. uh, Just because, well, we're getting close to that. Because we're in the Stanley Cup Finals. Game two is Wednesday at 8 p.m. So we'll tune into that. And then Friday and next Monday, they really got these games spread out, especially between game three and four throughout the weekend. So we have Montreal. uh, They're back in Montreal Friday and also next week. So we'll see how that all plays out. But again, uh, Tampa Bay takes game one, uh, 5-1. Again, they were the better offense. They have the experience. That's the one thing I was stating. And again, remember, I stated that they were going to... I stated that I'd like Tampa Bay to win it. Now, if I want Montreal to prove me wrong, please go ahead and prove me wrong and win this because it would be great for the country. It would be great for the NHL to have a Canadian team back there to have with the Cup. But I think with the way Tampa Bay is built and everything, it's going to be you know it's going to be a difficult series for the canadians but i do like the canadians taking at least two games and again tampa in 6 but again the, the way this roster is built for tampa it's going to be going to be a tough matchup especially with this young group and we'll we'll see what carry price can do can he bounce back as well uh but game 1 is in the books uh here we are um and i just discussed it a little bit but you know overall my it was a good game, it was, and then, you know what, Tampa Bay took control in the third. Now, it's a good game depending on how you look at it, from which side, but we definitely see why Tampa Bay is that strong, competitive team. Uh, but again, 3-2 and two for my weekend, I was really hoping that Montreal was going to take game one, uh, but we'll see what this week brings. Again, I'll be doing my five games. I will be including another game from the Stanley Cup Finals, plus NBA, plus my baseball. Maybe I'll also throw in a Euro Cup game in there as well, especially with potential quarterfinal. Well, actually, the quarterfinal should be this weekend for the Euro Cup. So definitely going to be lots to discuss on Saturday as well. But again, uh, Tampa Bay takes Game uh, game 1-5-1. Definitely going to be a battle. So we'll see. I definitely like Montreal taking two more games at least. Uh, So that's it for tonight's episode of the podcast. Uh, Definitely an interesting night, kind of giving you in-depth games, uh, game time in-depth, I guess. I don't know how I'm wording that. Um, In-game analysis, I guess, as the game was going on, because you wanted to discuss it. Uh, But again, uh, lots to cover on Saturday's podcast. Don't forget, another Top 10, my five games, recapping the remainder of the round of 16, talking about the uh, Game 2 in Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Finals, as well as we'll talk about the remainder of the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals for the NBA. Could we be having the NBA uh, Finals matchup already set for Saturday's episode of the podcast? Hard to say. We'll see how uh, the, Lakers, or the Clippers game goes tonight, as well as there'll be other games going on as well. So it's going to be an interesting matchup between the two, or actually between all of them. So... Definitely going to be a fun Saturday to discuss everything going on, especially with making predictions. But it definitely is going to be a busy, busy week, plus discussing the first couple rounds of the Rocket Mortgage Classic as well. So but that is it for tonight's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. If your soccer team is playing tomorrow, I wish you good luck. I'll be discussing the remainder of that on Saturday. Uh, But again, enjoy the rest of your week. Have yourself a good night. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast.